Hey, everybody. Welcome to Philosophy, a production of the Counseling Center in Portsmouth, Ohio, one of the first and most widely affected areas of the opioid epidemic. I am Senior Director at the Counseling Center, Max Lyles, here today with guests Teresa and Jonathan. What's up, guys? Hey, Max. Hello. Doing well? Nice to be here. Yeah, yeah. Glad you guys are here, man. Today, we're going to touch on uh, the need really for community mental health providers, um, some some do's and don'ts when accessing services, and give some advice about kind of what we are uh, looking forward to doing. I know like since the since COVID has kind of uh, let us all out of its grips and back into the community, and even through that whole process, mental health was like a big buzzword uh, that people were being encouraged to take care of themselves. Uh, you even wrote a little bit about that once upon a time, right? Um, but before we get into that, I always like to qualify our experts. So, Teresa, if you want to start, tell us a little bit about just what you've done in the field, what your experience has been, how you got involved, whatever you want to tell us. Okay. Well, my name is Teresa Bryan, and I have been at the hospital for over 33 years at I SOMC. Haven't done, I haven't yeah. done anything that long. Yeah, I yeah. know. You guys are, are babies, but that's okay. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, I am uh, the director of social work. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work very closely uh, with our emergency department, and okay. I work with our hospitalists. Um, so uh, within the social work uh, at SOMC, we have social workers pretty much everywhere, um, in hospice, at the cancer center, um, in the inpatient uh, units, in the ER, um, in home health care. I think that's I think that's it, um, and really they're there to help coordinate services, assess mental health needs, assess substance abuse issues, any anything that really is a social need that patients might have, whether that's paying for your medicine or uh, finding a place to go if you're homeless or finding mm-hmm. a treatment facility. Yeah. So, how did you get involved in the in the social work profession yourself? I Give us that in, little tidbit. Well, I got involved on a fluke, to be honest. Oh, me too. Same. Uh, my sister-in-law <laughs> came up. I was working at a nursing home, and I was doing secretarial work, and I was going to be a teacher. And she came up and she said, I need a social service designee. You would be good at that. And this was way, way back Turns out she in was the right. middle 80s. You know? So I took a home study course because they didn't have computers back then okay. and um, on uh, what it what is social work in a nursing home and I fell in love with talking to patients and finding out their histories and all of that and so I switched wow. my major and then I worked with the folks at the hospital a lot through the nursing home so I, I went to the hospital and I, I love I love hospital social work it's wow. it's by far the best it's got everything any kind of social needs that you that is out there you yeah. can be found in the hospital you think Absolutely. about it so it's a, it's a great place to practice social work. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Yeah. I uh, we're we're super glad you switched up. Uh, you switched <laughs> yeah. up and got got gang affiliated with the social workers, right? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the region is lucky that you made that decision. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I you're totally that. totally a staple in the uh, social work community down here. I hear your name all the time. I'll tell yeah. you need to talk yeah. to Teresa. Yeah, good and bad probably. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, we. Uh, if it's from Jonathan. Well, it's our, you know? it's our, uh, it's our production. We can tell whatever stories yeah. we want. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add in the bio, Teresa? Is no, that we that's it all? I got my master's from University of Kentucky and um, LISWS, which is just a licensed social worker. Yeah. And I also do a lot of ethics work. I got my ethics certification a few years back, and so that's fun at the hospital. There's a lot of ethical things that come up and yeah that's i enjoy that a lot too cool man hey again thanks for coming 
And to the other side of the table, Jonathan Brashear, uh, Director of Mental Health Services at the Counseling Center. Give us the, give us the biography, man. So I was... Uh, I moved to Portsmouth, Ohio when I was about 13 uh-huh. and, uh, and immediately became a social worker. Just immediately. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> when, when I got there off the bus, they gave me a social work license <laughs> and, uh, no. So, uh, just kind of grew up in a transplant family. Mom was originally from the region. Uh, mm-hmm. dad's from new Orleans. This is where I originally lived okay. and, uh, came up here and went through high school and was looking for a job, honestly. Like That's one of my out of high school. Yeah, favorite just stories. Just looking for yeah. a job. Uh, yeah. And and tell the story about the job you applied for that you didn't get. I, yeah. So <laughs> the counseling center had a posting for a, uh, a receptionist or a clerical work part-time. Sure. Yeah. And uh, the BP gas station had a posting for a... Uh, I don't know what you call it, a, uh, a, a gas station a attendant. Yeah. 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 And so I interviewed for that job, and then I interviewed for the counseling center in that entry-level position. This is sure. about 15 years ago, back-to-back, uh, back, really, like one day after the next. And, and whoever calls, that's where yep, I'm going, right? Yep, just, just hoping to God that I get a job, and uh, the BP did not call, and the counseling <laughs> center did. So, hey, I, and, and honestly, like that's been one of the best things that ever uh, serendipitously happened to me. Totally oh, changed absolutely. the trajectory absolutely. of your life. Absolutely. So that this is a uh, kind of ground floor of uh, the medication-assisted treatment induction for the region. The counseling center had very recently opened up a uh, family health care center, and yeah. they were providing a suboxone intervention for the community outpatient and residential program. Yeah. So, so that job is a part-time clerical that lasted about nine months. And then uh, Andy Albrecht, our CEO, yeah. uh, hired me to be the outpatient case manager. He was director of community outpatient at that yes, one time. Yes, he was. Yeah. And uh, so he was my first clinical direct supervisor, which awesome, is something man. I like to brag on internally, yeah, dude, you know, yeah. if I have to. A little clout. You know, <laughs> yeah. A little clout. So, yeah, we... Uh, we started up a community outpatient case management program and that kind of grew into working with the medical clinic and mm-hmm. doing a case management for the medication assisted treatment program and driving out to South Webster and picking somebody up. Driving all they over the place. Ride. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was one of the more fun jobs I've actually had for the agency it was a good time helping people access care. And yeah. so just kind of organically through that, I was going to school at Shawnee state for a completely unrelated degree. And I met uh, Scott Douthit who yeah. we talked about a little bit earlier yeah. and, uh, wound up deciding, well, you know, I think that social work might be something I'd be interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of been a lot of blessings on top of the next since that time. Yeah, it's in your blood, man. A couple years ago, I had the opportunity to reorganize the mental health services for the agency. And uh, I'd worked uh, in the interim. I'd had a few other positions, assessor, Mm -hmm. individual counselor. I did coordinating for 2-5 and worked a lot of my time at the crisis center. Yep. And so today I'm the director of that program, which yeah, is man. really cool. Yeah, totally so, awesome. And got then, to meet Teresa. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so I don't feel left out. I'm also a social worker. I just have this desire to fit in. With group, right? <laughs> also, wanted to be like. Yeah, also a social worker. I wanted to be like you guys talking about Scott social work as a profession. One of the the first place that I'd ever heard that mentioned in the in the college setting at Shawnee State. And thought, man, I wonder what that would be like. And then, if fast forward a few years, I wind up in school and doing the same thing. So. And then also, too, uh, there's some – you guys have, like, wagers on staff trading or things. There's some people yeah. on the trade block and things like that. We've got some well, different I, talks I can't, we're going into. Yeah, I, I yelled at Jonathan because he took somebody from it's us like in that, the ER, yeah. but – he, yeah. I, I had no clout because he did his practicum in the ER uh, with us. Yeah. 
And I tried really hard to recruit him to the hospital. So he knows that. Yeah. So I know he knows that. So he kn- he's like, you know, you can't talk. And right. so I try to I try to behave. But no, people, you know, they want different things. And a lot of times yeah. they'll they'll be at the hospital and they'll like that to do that for a while and mm-hmm. want to get into straight outpatient or something. So we, we wish them the best. We and, really don't and hold one any of the, uh, one of the reasons I decided to be a social worker is because I had no clue what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I knew that I'd have options this way. Like you said, Absolutely. there's a social worker in everything in the hospital. There's everything. a social worker in every program at the counseling center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get to Lots work with a lot of, yeah. So if you're watching this and you want to be a social worker, boy, do we have an opportunity for you. We you know? do. Yeah. And the th- cool thing about social work that I love is that we really believe in the systems theory, which mm-hmm. people don't realize that, we we don't we we believe in helping you with your counseling with your depression and all that but we also believe the housing is important and yep. a job is important yep. that you can't you know it's a little different in that that holistic person that we want to help yes. and so it's it's great fun um, I've been doing it like I said 30 some years and I still love it I still love yeah, when I get to go man. be a social worker yes. um, and see patients it's sure. it's just a lot of fun yeah. So talking about some of that systems theory things and sort of the things that we are looking on and leaning on to help people kind of navigate. Um, there's not a social worker in every department at the hospital by chance, or there's not a large uh, group of counseling center employees that are social workers by trade by chance. Like there are community needs that that are that need addressed, right? So from your guys' expertise and your experience in the field, what are some of the things that you've seen in your careers that needed taken care of and addressed for individuals? And then how has that changed within the last handful of years? Whoever wants to start. Go ahead. Well, I think um, when we first started, we were on call for the ER. So we would just come in as needed. And now we have overlapping one to two people from 7 a.m. until 2 a.m., seven days a week. And they stay really, really busy. Wow. And, and part of the reason is that there are options that we can, we can, we can offer to people. Sure. So, you know, we see really anything that you come to the emergency department for, if it's a mental health crisis, if it's a substance abuse crisis, an overdose, what, whatever it may be, our goal is if we can connect you into treatment, that's what we want to do. And that's how Jonathan and I work very closely because sometimes patients just need a little bit. They need, they need somewhere safe to go Mm -hmm. until they figure out what, what they're going to do, whether that's inpatient. Um, and the counseling center has grown so much. I mean, it, it's been growing forever, ever since I've ever heard of it. It's always expanding. But the the addition of the foundation and, and all mm-hmm. the things that they do and the expansion in the crisis unit and what they're able to do and day one and, and all of the things that we can offer. Um, I have Jonathan's call, number on speed dial, and it's nothing You're on the favorites get, list, man. Oh, yeah. And if, <laughs> you know, if we have a patient yeah, no, no. and, and we need – Absolutely. If we have a patient that needs to go somewhere and yeah. uh, we're, you know, struggling to find an answer, we can coordinate that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really important. Yeah. And Shawnee Mental Health is also involved in that. Absolutely. They have the, yeah. Uh, the yeah, that's another, person. like, legacy program. Absolutely. When you're talking about local community mental health stuff, uh, Shawnee Family Healthcare, absolutely yeah. like a staple in the community. Yeah, so all of us working together, and it really does take all of us, I think, to oh, help. Yeah. There's so many patients. You never really have to worry too much about us and being in competition because mm-hmm. there's just so much work to be well, done. Also talking about, you know, the systems theory thing, right? There's all these different holistic things that we need to do, and there's also different parts of the system and infrastructures in place that have specialties to take care of certain things. 
And the goal is you're talking about your social worker schedule overlapping. Mm -hmm. The agencies also overlap at certain yeah. parts to try to provide the best care for people. Right. Absolutely. And, and of course, the hospital, our main thing is to just make sure when, when the counseling center sends us a patient, just to make sure that they are safe mm -hmm. to go back to where, wherever environment, whether that be to one of your uh, group homes or your, the crisis unit or foundations that the docs have checked them out and they're, yeah. they feel like they're medically safe and, and we work, coordinate that. But it's been a, a huge help. Sure. What about you, John? Things you've seen, things that, the way things have changed? What do you got? I think things have changed quite a bit uh, for in a very positive direction over yeah. the last several years especially. Um, one of the first things that I personally got to see like kind of uh, from a community assessment and then especially the counseling center, like enacting a program to address would be like the resurrection of the crisis unit, yeah. which was a legacy program sure. through other agencies. And uh, we just didn't have in this community for a few years. Uh, and, and with that, of course, is like the 1010 crisis hotline, 354-1010. That's been a number in this community for folks that need help for decades and decades. Yeah, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah. You call that number. And somebody's going to answer within three rings. Absolutely. No matter what. Yep. So back in uh, 2014, the counseling center was approached by the Adamus board and had the opportunity to bring back the crisis center, which is a 10-bed non-medical residential facility for an individual that's experiencing a substance abuse or mental health crisis here in our area. Mm -hmm. uh, completely uh, regardless of funding, uh, yep. other circumstances, if you're a resident of Adams, Iowa, or Lawrence County, like you have access to the crisis center, yeah. providing that you've been referred by a medical or behavioral health provider. So sure. that's something that in this area where we talk about community trends, opiate epidemic, mental mm -hmm. health crises, uh, even coming out of COVID-19 with the mental health problems that we see rising from that. Uh, is just vital for the for the social and emotional health of a community as a place for someone to go if they can't be in the environment that they're in, but sure. they don't necessarily need to go to a psychiatric facility. Right. Um, so seeing that kind of reenacted and re-implemented and getting to work on the ground floor of that was that was really where I think for me personally the social work became uh, less of a concept and more of something I got to see happen for yes. people. Yeah, I feel um, that. And then. Just watching as as that team that all work extremely diligently. That's a twenty four seven three sixty five program, yeah. just like the ER. Yeah. Uh, Christmas morning, there's someone cooking at the crisis center yeah. for the clients that are there. You yeah, know, somebody's I mean? perking mm -hmm. a pot of coffee. Over Absolutely. Right now, yeah. So, with that, uh, last year we start to notice um, again, and I, I definitely think that the pandemic would play a role in this. Absolutely. Folks need something that's a little bit more long term. The mm -hmm. crisis center being. Uh, there's no minimum or maximum length of stay for that program, but mm -hmm. the expectation is that it's a crisis and you're trying to resolve that in a relatively short term and help sure. the person get on their way. So when we started being confronted with uh, cases and challenges that didn't necessarily have that quick resolution, uh, mm -hmm. the counseling center got together and we decided that we were going to actually expand on the philosophy of that program, open a medium to longer term care home for those yeah. folks. And we've, just steadily been putting that together with uh, OMAS yeah. with the state over the last several months and seeing that come together uh, for the region just as and in typical counseling center philosophy, just something that we don't really have a local framework for. We're just going to figure out how to do this ethically, properly yeah. and well uh, has been just a huge blessing. So yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. long, you know, to give you a long winded answer. Well, no, that's perfect. That's I think perfect. that just seeing uh, the need for, 
like Teresa talks about the systems, like that housing piece, that mm -hmm. uh, medical piece, the, yeah. the clinical they, piece that is vital yeah. to that, and just bringing that all together into something new. And that, sure. to me, to me also, that's really what social work's about. Yeah, being it is. creative. Yeah, yeah, being so. creative to meet when the need, and, and the counseling center has done that over and over. Just continues to do that, which is so appreciated for our community, because there really wouldn't be a place for for patients to mm -hmm. go because yeah. the psychiatric units, everyone doesn't qualify for that. Right. But they honestly don't aren't safe. Probably going back home at that moment, they just yeah. need a little bit of a break from their whatever situation they're mm -hmm. in to figure out what they want to do, and it's really helpful. And everybody, you know, there's like the, the different roles and responsibilities of the, the hospital and the crisis unit and the longer-term care facilities. Turns out that most um, crisis situations or, you know, where a person needs to access those kind of services, some of these are really complex. <laughs> it's not an open and shut case, you know. So yeah. it's, like, uh, it's like we need time to work through those things, and everybody has sort of their, their specialty. So talk a little bit about that. Like, when is it appropriate to act to try to access hospital services for certain things? Or what are some of the things that you guys are seeing at the ER? Well, at the, the ER right right now, I, I think our biggest uh, concern, our biggest number of patients that we see uh, for any kind of mental health or substance abuse is patients that are on uh, methamphetamines mm -hmm. and um, really struggling with that. That takes a while, yeah. and it's, it's very frustrating for families and um, others that really would like for us to send them directly to a psychiatric hospital. We would yeah. love to do that. Sure. If we could get anybody in the world that could t would take them, they, we would, but they really aren't willing to do that until yeah. they are have that's out of their system. And mm -hmm. that can take days sometimes. Sure. Uh, and so we keep them and, and keep them as comfortable as we can. And then once they've, you know, kind of got that out of the system, mm -hmm. hope that they will are willing to get treatment. And if they are, then we, that's when we call you guys in. But really any time before that, they can't go. And, and uh, those, that's probably the uh, biggest struggle that, um, I wouldn't say struggle, but it is a um, a definite need mm -hmm. that we don't have a place that they could go to come down off that meth, but yeah. they really do need a yeah. physician pretty much that whole time because of yeah. the medical complications that they could have. So the hospital is appropriate. And, and I think, you know, if somebody is suicidal and they have, you know, they may call the hotline, but if they need treatment uh, in the middle of the night or any time, the hospital is sometimes the only place that you mm -hmm. can go. And especially if you've had an overdose or you've done something like that, you want to get to the ER as mm -hmm. quick as you can call poison control and, and head out to the ER. Yeah. And that's like talking about those like ever evolving needs of the population. Um, you know, people with mental health disorders and just like the population in general, it's like mm -hmm. the, uh, the symptomology changes, drugs change, the, the way that people use drugs change and all those kind of things. And it's like, being there within the social workers within the systems to navigate it's like well this this doesn't necessarily fit in this this round peg doesn't fit in this square hole but this is all we've got right now is just to like hold kind of where we're at right yeah the other thing that's great that you guys do mental health because there's such a you know they're you know that mental health and substance abuse go hand in hand. Oh, so, yeah. you know, for a while, maybe when I first started, it seemed like it was much more separated. Mm -hmm. You know, this, they, these guys do mental health, but they're not going to do any substance abuse. Right. These guys are, and now pretty much everybody's yeah. come to the conclusion that they're going to have to do a little, little of both. Um, so. Yeah. When I talk to uh, 
studying or new social workers. That's what I, something I like to hit on is that you, you might have a job in a, a nursing home or right. in some sort of community access program or whatever. But if you're a social worker, like you are going to work with the substance use population, you're going Absolutely. to work with the mental health population because that's the, that's a primary stressor for people. Um, sure. just yeah. Really, I, I like. I, th- I think across probably the country, but mm-hmm. yeah. especially in an area like this that's been through its economic ups and downs. Right. And right. it is our population. Yeah, sure. it's the people it that is, we serve. It is so. So if you if you want if you want to get to help people, it's a great profession to to, to do. I mean, because there are so many needs, and, and and you can make a difference, and that's what's really cool when you when you really feel like that you've helped somebody. Um, even if it's just that one time in the ER that maybe you've instilled hope. Or is it social work month? Are we trying to recruit people to be social workers? I'm we might trying to be sounding. To me, be too. Workers, yeah, so me too. Yeah, me too. Every month, social work month. Every month, yeah. Yeah. Social yeah. Work every month, month. social yeah. work Please month. Please be when social when workers you're... and come to S O N C. We'll drop Great. the we'll drop the job registration link in the comments. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. is. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Though, it so is. I think no, that is good. And we do have some outpatient mental health there. We have our outpatient psychiatric nurse practitioners, and I think. You guys have some of those, and well, there's a few in the county that that um, that we have, so that's great. Yeah.